looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drive Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And buy tickets to our live shows. We're starting our tour later this month in New York and LA. But come to Detroit, come to Atlanta, come to Philadelphia, come to Seattle, come to San Francisco. Who Weekly to us, buy tickets. We can't wait to see you. Moving on, here's a clip of Christine Quinn in her car. You guys have not tried this drink. You are missing out. This is the Apple Crisp Macchiato from Starbucks. It's so good. I get it breve just because I'm a fatty and I like half and half instead of milk. But you guys must try this drink. It's delicious for fall. There is something so vintage and like post-offensive about saying fatty, calling yourself a fatty, forgetting half and half in your post-offensive about Lindsay specifically Christine Quinn saying fatty don't you think it's it is post-offensive it's it's It's, so offensive that it's confusing and it's old and you're like what year are you from and you're like is this a movie from the 80s in which like women bully each other in high school you know like it's very right but because it's also very (laughs) because it's very personal and she's talking about herself you almost give it a pass it's like okay like you just gave birth. You're sure. probably dealing. You're dealing with body stuff, but like, I don't like no. that word, Christine. I don't but like that word, Christine. But it's not about like. It's not about even. It, it's only. <laughs> I'm. I'm not trying to even get into the use of the word or calling anyone names like that. It's more just the use of that specific freight turn of phrase that I haven't heard. The only time you hear that time. is like Heather's watching the movie Heather's. You know, like it's not. <laughs> A modern uh, what where I'm just it just really you, adds to where's this woman from? What are her influences? Dallas. What does she do all day? Yeah, like is I think she, she's from did Plano she or land something. in in like from Jupiter and like do the thing? Like, no, Lindsay, I'm telling element? you, Dallas. <laughs> she, in the she's fifth element, Dallas. where Lilu watches like all of history, like on a movie, like on a TV, and she's like, oh no, yeah. wars, you know? Yeah, and then she's eating the chicken, and she's like, I'm depressed now. She was like this. Well, because she's like, this planet is sick. I love humanity. This rules. And then she sees war and she's like, I'm in- inconsolable. This is awful. Humanity is sickening. When Christine Quinn moved from Dallas to wherever she is now, Los Angeles, they showed Los her. Los Angeles. They showed her that compilation, but it was just like these bitchy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like 90s movies. Oh, my God. Oh, she's a real, she's a real one of a kind freak. Christine Quinn Oppenheim. <laughs> Christine Quinn Oppenheim. 
Lynn's Lilo Dallas multipass, whatever. Multi- okay, oh, so, I just got that. I was like, I don't get that, but I'll go. There's with there's it. really nothing to get. No, the um, what was I gonna say about Dallas? Well, Christine Quinn multipass. <laughs> Lilo Dallas multipass. Yeah. Multipass. Uh, you know this multipass. Lilo Dallas, my wife. We're newlyweds. Just met. Multi- I don't remember what I was gonna say about Christine Quinn. It's fine. But this video is so funny. And also it's not um it's not technically spawn. It's very much like she wants spawn. the spawn. She's literally she's all she's saying is order the apple drink from Starbucks, but with half and half. Like I don't know. She's just saying like it's good. Tis the season. Well, that's the thing about Tis the Season. It almost makes more sense for people in LA to get really obsessed with seasonal drinks because they have they have no other signifiers, right? Like the weather isn't changing. The only way I know it's fall is because I'm okay. having my apple crisp macchiato right. breve because I'm a fatty. That happens <laughs> is that Starbucks is like, come get the pumpkin spice latte. Oh right, it's mid October. Right. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, there's like spooky things. It's like someone's like boo, and you're like, oh, is it fall? You know. What do we know? Are we going to Universal Horror Nights? <laughs> Is it October already? It's a tall, a tall apple crisp macchiato breve. She's what is an apple crisp macchiato? This is what it is. So it's espresso, obviously. Yum. So hers is espresso, half and half. And uh-huh. then... Apple. Uh, I'm on the ground. I have to do tall. Two pumps uh-huh. of apple brown sugar syrup. Okay. So it's brown sugar apple flavor. And then they top it with a spiced apple drizzle that looks sort of like caramelly. So it's probably uh. just like a really intense caramel drizzle. So apple we're talking about the work of a syrup. <laughs> yes, two syrups. Two two complementary syrups. All right. Sounds great. I would I order it in a fucking minute. Are you kidding? I would literally <laughs> die to drink it right now. Can I get it a breve, actually? That's what I'm going to say to the barista later today when I go get one and bring you one as well. <laughs> Thanks. Tis the season. You're very welcome. Um, You're very another welcome. alien from outer space uh, <laughs> landed and hosted SNL this this weekend. I don't Studio know if you, 5H. If you caught any of it, but... Mm-hmm. I caught uh, some of it. The, I caught the, enough of it. The being that has taken over the body of Kim Kardashian in the past five to ten years did host SNL, and let me tell you... It was a con. It was a looked like a conduit was performing. It looked like mm-hmm. somebody was channeled through her. It was, it was bleak, is what I'm saying. It was. It was bleak. It was dead her in the monologue, eyes. Monologue giving me her wooden. Monologue was funny. She like. It was funny written. It was performed poorly. She performed as someone who didn't take an acting class but took a public speaking class. You know, like. That's sort of the the difference there, and like the difference being in a public speaking, you learn to speak slowly. You learn and to speak clearly, slowly. Right. And you, she delivered the jokes, yeah. but there was no actual oomph to it. There was no right, weight to the right, performance. Right. I, I didn't bring her up for this reason. I bring her up because there was a who to them array in one of the uh, sketches. The cami they had a cameos, mm-hmm. a lot of cameos, and it was mm-hmm. quite the spread. And I was just kind of laughing at the. Who to themness, and I was hoping you could rank these cameos okay. in the skit sure. from Who to Them. This um, <clears throat> this was like a Bachelor inspired thing. I don't know. Again, not well executed <laughs> by Kim Kimberly, but she did call in every favor at least, or at least like Lauren mm-hmm. did on her behalf, and she got a really funny group of men to play her suitors. And I would love for you to who to them them. Okay, so we have Chris Rock, John Cena, Blake Griffin, Chase Crawford, and Jesse oh, Jesse Williams and Tyler Cameron. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is I have to like put put on my sport brain 
And yeah, your score brain because you got Blake Griffin in here. The only yeah. one I didn't immediately recognize, not me shouting, is that Chase Crawford, like before even, <laughs> like before well, anyone Well, I else. thought, I was like, who's the SNL cast member who kind of looks like Chase Crawford? And it's simply Chase Crawford. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go, simply you can't, you don't get hooier than The Bachelor. I'm sorry. I'm starting with Tyler Cameron. Definitely. Uh, I'm moving to. Even if I would argue maybe at this specific point in time, he might be less hooey than Chase Crawford. But yeah. overall, in terms of actions and like intentions, he's hooier. And we know his like career trajectory. We know that he's like ebbed and flowed and has maintained like relevance. Like he's on The Boys. The Boys is a big show. I don't watch it. I'll never watch it. But I know it's a big show. I like the boys. In the skit, he goes, I'm on the boys, FYI. <laughs> he says, I'm on the boys. Well, he's... The joke is that no one knows he's working, I think, is that... I think that's the joke they wrote. When I call your name, please step forward and accept your token. First up, Chase C. Chase, I had so much fun at the go-kart track with you. Thank you for telling me all about your gigantic hit show, Gossip Girl. My pleasure, Michelle. Do you accept this token of my love? I do, thank you. I'm also on the boys, FYI. <laughs> okay, bye. The thing, I'm gonna put Tyler Cameron then Chase Crawford, but I think that's what's been done appropriately here on the AV Club is the only two that were given descriptors were Chase Crawford and Tyler Cameron. I think that's a little rude, but it's correct in that they are the lowest ranking people of this spread. So we go Tyler Cameron, then Chase Crawford, then Jesse Williams, then Blake Griffin, then John Cena, then Chris Rock. I feel a little like about John Cena and Blake Griffin because I John John Cena is someone who has. I think they could has, be reversible, but John Cena has an actual acting career. He's right, like, he's uh, already gone. Now a movie star, you know. Yeah, he's Blake already gone like, from sports to acting. Right, Blake is still kind of Blake in the is middle. Still sports. I think he had a um, moment where people were like, "Here he is." He when he hosted SNL, I think actually, mm-hmm. maybe he's basketball, not. Yeah, he look how tall he is. Yeah, he's basketball. Okay, I think okay. you're right. I think you're right that Chris Rock is the top. Mm-hmm. Jesse Williams is below Blake and John Cena, but mm-hmm. kind of barely below Blake, I would say. But he's above Chase and Tyler because oh, but like, like, it's by just, eons. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Rock by is eons. being the top. <laughs> Anyways, good job. This headline is really funny. Exclusive. This is Daily Mail. Kim Kardashian's BFF, Jonathan Chebin, returns to NYC to support her on SNL amid her fears she'll bomb on comedy show. If I I don't disbelieve this. Like, I don't think that this is bullshit. But also, Kim Kardashian had her literal entire support system with her inside the studio. It's not about not believing it. It's about knowing exactly where it came from. In one of the bullets, it says, Daily Mail has learned exclusively Kim wanted her pal Chebin to be by her side. Who do you think... Told them Jonathan that said that exclusively. It's also not surprising to me that Jonathan was there because Jonathan has an apartment in NYC. Like it, he's a bi-coastal person. Also, not to be rude, but he's I saw Scott Disick enter the after party, but I didn't see Jonathan. So mm, okay, I'm sure he mm. was very supportive. Maybe he just didn't get photographed. Wait, speaking of the Kardashians and a teen mo- teen this TV is shows, nuts. this is kind of crazy. I I realize it's like kind of spawned for this book that he's writing, which was an interesting reveal. But Ben McKenzie, who is Ryan from the OC, and then like many other things after, and kind of a Chase Crawfordy thing. Um, he's more successful and than Chase Crawford, but 
Marina Baccarin's husband. Husband, yeah. <laughs> is that how he's you know famously him? Famously, Marina Baccarin's husband. No, OC. You're always like, oh, he's that's Marina Baccarin's husband. Yeah, they met on the set of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Gotham. Yes. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Gotham. Before Marvel TV was popular, there was Gotham. Okay. Ryan wrote a column for Slate. <laughs> Call him Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Ryan wrote about how fucked up it is that Kim Kardashian was selling cryptocurrency. Other celebrities too. Other celebrities too. Yeah. But he went, no, but Kim was the peg. Mm-hmm. Kim was Kim the peg. Kim is the screenshot. Yeah. Kim was the peg. Because Kim is like, hey, all, I don't know if you've heard of this, but Ethereum Max rules. And it would be maybe a good idea for you financially if you bought some Ethereum Max. Inse- I don't know what that is. Insane. Insane. <laughs> Are you guys into crypto? This is not financial advice, <laughs> but sharing with my friends. Sharing what my friends just told me about it, the Ethereum Max token. Can I just ask which one of Kim's friends at this point in time, many months ago, maybe almost a year ago at this point, was talking about Kanye. Ethereum Max token? Kanye. Kanye okay. was. <laughs> no, I don't think so. A few minutes ago, Ethereum Max burned 400 trillion tokens, literally 50% of their admin wallet giving back. I can't even read this anymore because how are you? Like... How are you supposed to say to your three hundred and fifty million followers, or whatever she says on SNL, which was actually my favorite joke, where she's like, "Every time I go on my Instagram stories, I'm talking to three hundred and fifty million people. How many people watch SNL? Ten million. Funny. <laughs> that was good. But like this paragraph, how could there must be like enough of a percentage of that, however, two hundred and fifty million followers that understands this paragraph. A few minutes ago, Ethereum Max burned 400 trillion tokens, literally 50% of their admin wallet, giving back to the entire Emacs <laughs> I think Emacs people community. understand that more now than they did when she posted what? this. I know. We don't, surely don't understand that. The funnier thing, though, is that Ryan Atwood had to write about this in a very <laughs> well-written and long op-ed about it um, and had to, like, kind of grapple with his own celebrity. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know, he wrote, um, now I'm not even close to Kim Kardashian famous. She has 257 million followers on Instagram, like she says in her, now she has more. She said in her mm-hmm. opening, um, I have 640,000, making her approximately 400 times more famous than me. When did Instagram followers become, like, the amount of famous you are? I don't know if I like that as a thing. I didn't write that. I mean, I didn't. He didn't write that. I said that. I don't like it either, but I think it probably happened like two years ago, three yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Yeah. I'll keep reading. But over the years, I've been asked to promote a few products, and although I've never directly shilled for a company as a celeb, it's not because I wouldn't. It's that the companies that approached me were terrible, and I didn't need the money. It was always a relatively easy call, and it doesn't make me a fancy pants thespian. I still have to hustle for a living. I'm used to doing all kinds of stuff to promote my own TV shows and movies. Talk shows and Comic-Con panels don't qualify as backbreaking labor, but they are work, and as oft- and often you are getting paid to be there. And the reason deep-pocketed marketing firms exist, getting celebs to promote things tends to attract eyeballs, and nowhere is is more evident than crypto. Anyways, he's saying like the de- the de- the degrading things I do are more like Comic Con panels. You know, mm-hmm. those feel those feel more. They're not like bored. ethically problematic in the way that what Kim is doing is right. And it's funny because this is not even crypto. I would even argue is not even the worst thing she's ever sold. It's just so it's just so clear that they would have published this anywhere. Who would have taken it? Like Slate won. Slate said yes first. Because mm. it's just like Ben has to lay the groundwork for the fact that this book is coming out in probably like a year and a half or two years. So he needs to have like existing SEO whenever people are like, well, what's Ben McKenzie's deal? Like, why do I trust him on this? And it's like, oh, well, now he'll have some published stuff before this book comes out. Mm. It's just like, okay, you are doing a version of this. I think it's, I understand his point, but it's like, 
at least he's being a little self-aware of like this is kind of, he didn't acknowledge though that this is also sort of spawn you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. this is kind of in the same realm of what kim is doing you know Oh, yeah, we've talked about this before. Celebrities have also gotten trouble for this before, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just this unchecked thing. We've And I'm happy to say crypto is evil. I just truly do not understand what it is. <laughs> I, I never will. I'm happy to say that it's preying on people who are looking for ways to, to invest their money, like normies who may not have a lot of money to invest or getting taken advantage of by the crypto, like the, the crypto baddies. But, like, I literally do not understand what it is. So, like, that's... <laughs> And then, not to give Kim Kardashian another compliment, I mean, oh. I guess we didn't we oh. didn't drown her in compliments earlier, but I'm looking at this ad copy that she did on her Instagram story, and like, she went off book, she went off script, because this is not the copy she was given, this is clearly adjusted to fit her voice. Are you guys into crypto? <laughs> question, question, question. That wasn't asked by Ethereum Max. And then also, uh, the literally... Literally 50% of their admin wallet giving back to the entire Emacs community. Like, Yeah, she was like, Mom, can you make it sound like me? Just put literally in there somewhere. (laughs) Christine Quinn's like, hey, fatties, you guys want to buy some crypto? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's so funny to me. That word, it it means nothing. Like, it's it's nothing. (laughs) She's from another time, another place. And I'm telling you that time and place is Dallas 1999. (laughs) That's it. I love that the answer is always Dallas. (laughs) It's Dallas. We're putting all the rumors to rest, hanging out with Chloe K exclusively in Dallas. Howdy. Of course, you lived in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. You moved out here. What's the toughest thing about Dallas for you? I think the toughest thing about the move to Dallas is not knowing anyone or anything. Like, I don't know where to go to the grocery store. Um, Like, little things, you're so... And you don't realize, I've never lived away from home. I've lived in Miami, but that's for like four months at a time. And then you move back home. But even Miami, I used to, you know, visit there and party there. So you know places. Okay, let's move out of Dallas and go back to Los Angeles. Nina Dobrev reveals she and Sean White took months to paint her home during quarantine makeover. I can't get over this. I love that this was pulled out. I can't get over this. when she says this in the video, when she says this in the video, I was like, what? Yeah, no, so because... I, when I first saw the headline, I was like, out of all of the things, they pulled out this stupid information. But then when you're actually watching the Architectural Digest video, the way that she explains on. it and the kind of shock of it, weirdly in context, is worth pulling out. Like, I actually was being rude to this um, people.com writer, but now I feel like they're justified. They've proved me wrong because once I actually dug into it it's like nina dobrev and sean white painted their entire house the outside of their house not to be a little brat about it but that's hard <laughs> it's like an old spanish style house it's like it's like stucco it's like what do, what do you call that like it's like it's like plaster or whatever like it's smooth it's not brick and she says when we bought the house or when i bought the house like it, it was yellow and then at the beginning of the quarantine Early in, in the quarantine, they were like, let's paint it white. And they did it all themselves. They painted their whole house. There's nothing the more. There's nothing more. Nina relatable. Dobrev and Sean White. Painted the outside of her house. The house used to actually be like a yellowy mustard color, which was very typical for a lot of Spanish style homes. But I, I'd always wanted to paint it white. And for the first time, I found myself having no excuse. And my boyfriend and I painted the whole exterior of the house ourselves and it took forever. Let's just say on day one or two, we were really excited. And then by day three or four and then into 
the first month, I was like, what have I gotten myself into? But it turned out beautiful, so I'm happy I did it. But then I had to pause it, and then I had to, like, lean against my desk for a little bit and think. Because I was like, do I believe them? Like, do I believe that they did this? Or did they you start really it and then hire that people? Up. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think you would make it up. Because it's don't not think you believable. Would. And I bet it was, like, I was trying to put myself in the headspace of, you know, April 2020, where I was like, oh, this is... Where you're reading the really scary stuff that's like, y'all, this isn't just going to be two weeks. This is going to be like a year. And yeah. you're like, you're really losing it. And you're like, what am I going to do? I can see that being appealing. Like, oh, I guess it'll give us it'll give us a, a For one an activity day. to do every day, right? Like every day we'll get up and we'll paint a little bit. And then she even says like, we started out and we were really excited. And then we were like, this sucks. So I think Wait, I believe I her. love this comment in the YouTube of her house tour is really funny. This is <laughs> Leslie. from Leslie. Um, I love how casual and relatable she is. I mean, she painted her house herself. She upcycled, kept old pieces, took things her friends didn't need anymore. She admitted spending a year binge watching on her sofa like most of us. She turned a room into a gym. <laughs> into a gym. <laughs> Sorry. She turned a room into a gym is real, a really funny, like, <laughs> she's just like me. Um, I mean, she feels real. Her house looks lived in and not staged, contrary to other celebrities. Also, it wasn't just a room. It was like another part, like another building. <laughs> like yes. she has like another house. It was like her like pool, house. pool house. Or it was something. a pool house or whatever. It's very, very pretty. She very obviously has a cloud couch. She calls it out. And I I thought it was like it was it was dull. I like the Kristen, it was Kristen Dunst one a little better, but she's a them. Oh, we were wrong about calling her a who. Don't call it again, please. We were? And okay. uh, I think so. Well, this Jan- the Jane Campion movie uh, press has gotten to you, I think. Yeah, now she's probably going to get an Oscar nomination. Because you're like, she's like oh, she Kristen Dunst heard us calling her maybe a who, and she was like, um, Jane? <laughs> Jane? Campion? Jane, I'm not I'm not going to try to do a New Zealand accent, but Jane was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Quit texting me, please. Like, I told you not to text me. I told you never to text me. I'm so me. excited for that movie. Jane Campion probably has that little, like, Nokia thing we all played Snake on in 2001. That's you know, definitely like, what she has. That's and she Campion's doesn't even carry phone. it. She doesn't carry it. Her, like, no, right. assistant daughter does or something. She keeps it in the house. Um, okay. But did you notice the part, like, I think a very good um, nugget that you could play that points out just how boring she is is... Let me drag. Let me drag to it. Sorry. I was drinking coffee and I'm, like, slurping. It's disgusting. Um, mm, yum. When she explains how a hood works. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I love that. But it was Spawn. That's why. It was sponsored content so she could explain how the hood works. Clearly the best part of that segment was when they pull away from it and you just hear the fan. And you're like, why are we watching the <laughs> yeah, wait, That's what I'm trying to get to. Wait. So we did a lot of research and we found this company called Zephyr out of Canada. And I'm Canadian, so it was important to me to support Canadian brands. And it's flush to the wall, but and it pulls up all the all the smells and all the fumes that come out when you're cooking. It pulls up all the smells and all the fumes when you're cooking. <laughs> yeah, we know how that works. We all have those. That's not unrelatable. That actually is relatable. We all have those. We all know. We all know what. But just like, when I they cut away, so you like, could God, hear the of the fan and like see that it works. The closed caption is air whooshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Air I hope whooshing. she got this, like, if she didn't get at least 85% off of this, like, oh Canadian, God. like, fan, I'm going to scream. She's Canadian, so she supports Canadian uh, manufacturers. Do you think that it was required in the contract? It's like, if you do an AD tour, you have to show how it works. So she was like, 
please get a shot of the, you know? Maybe. Well, I'm just wondering, like, what, how far in advance these are planned. Like, how how much time did she, how much time did she have to, like, prepare for this? Because maybe all this stuff was bought and there was no way she was getting a discount, you know? Like... Or maybe you get a discount just because you're a celebrity and you have the opportunity to get an AD tour. Mm. You know, like, mm. I don't know. Mm. It's, I would just like to know more details about how open doors are scheduled and how far in advance they are planned. <laughs> Somebody's about to call in and tell you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Feels very. But it's like, oh, the moment like you get the call, it's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to film an open door in, in three months. It's like, oh, you got three Sean, months call to the call fan company. And be like, <laughs> Call Restoration Sean, Hardware we're getting now. a new fucking fan. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I mean, ask me if I've stopped thinking about that fucking frame TV that Hillary Duff had. That's like cost like $10,000 and looks like a picture. <laughs> it's the most beautiful television. Fucking beautiful television. It's the most beautiful television. Uh, okay, and next. And Hillary Duff paid $0 for it. I love this TV. It's called The Frame. It's a Samsung, and it looks like a photograph. So you don't even know that it's actually a TV until you turn it on. Lisa Rinna is getting sued, and we have the document. Well, Lisa Rinna is getting online. sued, though, but in a way that so many celebrities have now been sued and I think have mm-hmm. settled out of court. Uh, for Mm -hmm. posting paparazzi photos of themselves, which is like this kind of hilariously ongoing battle between paparazzi company, paparazzi agencies and the celebrities themselves. And both sides are kind of ridiculous. You know, it's like a Mm lose-lose. It's very Don versus Sonya, if you know what I mean. Yes. And you're like, who is worse? You know, like, how do we even decide what the deal is? But then again, it's like, I don't know. Like, I always am like, I don't love the paparazzi. And I think it's ridiculous that they couldn't post photos themselves. But the paparazzi, when they say, if you post a photo that we can't sell because then it's on your Instagram, then we can't sell it. So that kind Mm -hmm. of makes sense. The paparazzi is nasty, but also they can legally take a photo of you when you're walking around in public. And guess what? That photo belongs to them, not you, just because you're in it, because you were in the public. Celebrities hate this. <laughs> you know that at, you know when they have those like fake ads that are like doctors hate this and it's like a it's like <laughs> the doctor. chum at the bottom of the yeah. yeah it's like doctors hate this. <laughs> it's like a picture of like a bug. Anyway, sorry, celebrities hate this. It's a picture of like corn. It's yeah. always like a picture of corn. Like zoomed in um. corn with like one black kernel and you're like what are what is it that doctors hate? Okay, anyways. <laughs> but I what the thing that's surprising about this to me it, well, two things. The first thing is that this happens all the time, or at least enough where you're like, Oh, it again? happens all the time. So it's sort of like, why are the celebrities still taking this risk? Like, I sort of feel no sympathy for Lisa Rinna because um, even though I kind of understand her argument, I don't feel sympathy because this has happened before. You should learn, don't do this because the photo agencies are going to come after you. Also, Lisa Rinna, you're constantly taking photos of yourself and videos of yourself. You have an abundance of content to post. You don't need backgrids photos. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, why haven't these companies, backgrids specifically, Getty less so, though I guess there are plenty of celebrity photos on Getty. Backgrid tends to be a little more No, Getty is more like a photo at an event. Yeah. 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 But why haven't they created deals with, the if celebrities. not celebrities, but right. like talent agencies where it's like you get them at a discount rate and guess what? You can post them. You get well, Also, you can post them after I sell them to us. Yeah, weekly. yeah. You can get them after I put them on people or whatever. It's like it, can't, like it has to be – there can be like a – 
there can be a sneaky route to this, basically. Celebrities could pay, you know, X hundreds or thousand dollars a month just to like have access to these photos. And I bet they would. Also, I feel like sometimes the celebrity just wants a picture of them in a certain outfit for their like Mm -hmm. collection, not even to post it. So in that way, it's like, okay, well, how much there there should be a specific amount that they can acquire that photo to save, you know, and oh, you can post Mm -hmm. it after this date, you know, when it's a year old, you can post it. I mean, photo rights work this way. You have a specific range of time you're allowed to post the photo and then you're not allowed to post the photo anymore. That's Mm -hmm. how like it seems like. Lisa Rinna is more interested in getting the headline for being the person to fight this, quote unquote, than she is mm-hmm. to like actually solve this problem, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's actually interested in solving the problem. No. So like when I'm bringing up the alternatives, it's like no one wants to actually deal with creating that infrastructure. But I'm it like, is fascinating because it, yeah. does, it, it does bring up the thing we always say where it's like, have celebrities own Instagrams and social media replaced the places they would otherwise go to announce things like a press release or like whatever and it's like you yes <laughs> in, in a lot of ways yes they can post the baby photo there before newspaper or before people magazine or before anything and get more attention be more authentic all these things it's maybe better for them but mm-hmm. what that means is like if your instagram is competing quote unquote with people magazine then they have every right these paparazzi companies you should have to buy the photo of yourself yeah. to post on your instagram because it is a media outlet now or something, you know, like that's where it gets fuzzy. And arguably, and in many, many cases, it probably has more eyeballs than a traditional media outlet who is spending the money on that stuff. Right. You know? And you do get clout and uh, reputation and whatever you you gain that you gain value from the photos that are taken of you. Um, just mm-hmm. as the paparazzi photo paparazzis get money for, uh, for the photos taken mm-hmm. of you. Like, you know, it's not. It's inter- it's interesting. It's all very interesting when you become a commodity, right? That is publicly yeah. traded. <laughs> Not publicly traded, but privately traded, you know. The true celebs just have photographers. <laughs> they have their staff well, photographers don't... who are on retainer, yeah. Yeah, or they or have they a pay. deal or or they pay, you know, mm-hmm. they they pay or they've they've been through this process before and they've settled it and then figured out a different way to do it. I'll never forget, I mean, this is like when Kim had hired photographers to take paparazzi styles photos of her and her friends and sisters wearing, yeah, so it's like they, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of, they could have used the paparazzi photos, but they knew that that would, they'd get sued. So they're like, we have to take, you know, we have to get, uh, we have to go around this, you know, Mm -hmm. if we want to use them. If if we just wanted them out there, that's another strategy. Yeah, sure, you can like, you can just go get paparazzi photos taken of you and and hope they get sold by those companies and then post it elsewhere. Yeah, I'm looking at Christine Quinn's Instagram because she does this, but I think she... I think she has a deal. uh, She has either a deal or she just hires people to take paparazzi-like photos. Yeah, and also hers are so perfect that you can kind yeah. of see that she already that she does it. Anyways, there's They're a, a fascinating uh, Lisa Rinna versus Backgrid document mm-hmm. that has been filed. Was filed uh, in June of this year, and it's a civil suit. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to read. Just mm-hmm. just because I think the thing that's kind of fun. It's like everything makes sense. It's not it's not one of those kind of inscrutable lawsuits where you're like, oh, the lawsuits for this really big public thing is up and then you open it up and it's like, I'm reading about Ethereum Max. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. This is too legal easy. But like, I feel like this is pretty, this is pretty plain English. 
On information and belief, Rinna operates and controls her Instagram account at all times relevant to this dispute and financially benefits from the infringement of the Rinna photographs. That's what they call the <laughs> photographs of her. Uh, displayed there too. Rinna uses her Instagram account to promote her beauty supply company, the reality television show for which she's a cast member, and her daughter's modeling careers, among other things. <laughs> On information and belief, Rinna has driven significant traffic to her Instagram account in large part due to the presence of the sought after and searched for Rinna photographs that frame this dispute. All of this traffic translates into substantial ill-gotten commercial advantage. So they're like, yeah, like, you know, she's a company. She's a brand. <laughs> she sells herself. She sells her daughters. She sells her show. And uh, she's using our photographs to sell her shit. Fascinating. Fascinating. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh. Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on s- other beds, I get mad. What is there else to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's It's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders 
orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Let's let's actually leave the universe of fascinating and move on to three incredibly no. unfascinating things. Um, Not relationships. <laughs> relationships. This is actually great. This is actually a blessing because there are Thank three God. pieces of relationship news that are all very dull. Split. Jay Cutler and Janet Kramer, they broke it off. The source quotes are unbelievable. This was They're cursed so from funny. the start. As you recall, Jay Cutler... Kristen Cavallari's ex, who vaguely dated Tommy Loren, too. Like, never forget that rumor. <laughs> they were seen around town. The national celebrity like dating dates, scene is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> well, also note this. I think this is funny that even though his show is long over, very Cavallari, who got the exclusive statement? E. So, yeah, like, e. he still has a relationship with E here. No, That's but sort do of you funny. Think, but do you think it's him or her? I think it's I think it's him. maybe they have the same people. I think it's I think it's him. Okay, so this this headline says why Jay Cutler broke it off with Jana Kramer after brief romance. So clearly this is coming from his camp. He broke mm-hmm. it off, right? Yeah, I think he did it. Yeah. According to the source, Jay started courting Jana, who recently separated from Mike Cawson. If you remember, we they're know. the couple that had the podcast together that <laughs> he was constantly cheating on her, and she was like, "It's fine, we're working through it." And then was like, "Wait, and it's then she not was like, fine. It's bye. not fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's Quote, not fine." He recently separated – okay, so Jay started courting Jana to, quote, get under Kristen's skin. But the insider claims it didn't work, so he broke it off. <laughs> I love that so much. They went out all over Nashville and Kristen didn't care. That's it. It's so funny. How is this, like, from his camp but also from her camp at the so same time? funny. It's so But it didn't funny. work. They broke it. They, but it didn't work, so he broke it off. They went out all over Nashville and Kristen didn't care. That's all. <laughs> she it's didn't care. It's just like – it's literally, it's like, it's Seinfeldian because it's this like ridiculous scheme that backfires. So, or a sitcom So it's like, he starts dating this woman just for spite to get his ex pissed off and the ex doesn't care. So he starts like going a little harder, making it more dramatic. Sorry, and this Kristen is so, this is directly from caring. Kristen though. E previously reported that Kristen didn't pay much attention to Jana and Jay's public outings. A source said she doesn't care about it and is not bothered, but she has blocked Jana over it. <laughs> Quote, she doesn't have room for this in her life, the insider explained. But another source previously told E! News that Jay and Jana began dating for many, much different reasons. The insider said they (laughs) are bonding over how each of them ended up. They are bonding over how each of them ended a high profile relationship, but are moving forward one day at a time. Yeah, that's called like when you break up two people who have broken up with somebody dating. Yeah, this is the more I think about it, this is Kristen. This is Kristen just it's saying Kristen. here's why Jake here's why Jay broke it off with Jana. I'll send you an email. Oh, you want to know why Jay broke broke it off with Jana? Because I didn't give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, more on Kristen in two seconds. Christina Ricci got married to that one guy who uh got her pregnant. Uh we talked Not about that two one months guy ago, who got yeah, the her one pregnant. Guy. You sound mm-hmm. sounds like Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Christina Ricci got pregnant. Got pregnant by that His one name guy. Is Casper. <laughs> wow. So. Oh my god. I wish. Picture me like watching Casper being like this love affair. <laughs> if a ghost got Christina Ricci pregnant, I'd be like, congratulations, baby. Like that's so cute. Oh, Casper's <laughs> so hot. Somehow in Casper in that movie. He goes from being like a cute, friendly, a cute ghost. In the last two minutes, all of a sudden, he's like a fucking hot, th- heartthrob hottie when Devin Sawa like comes through, you know? 
I mean. But it reframes the entire movie where you went from being like this cute, friendly ghost to being like, oh, no, he was hot the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you ever watch it again, you have to watch it differently because you're like, you know, the ghost is hot the whole time. Mm-hmm. The hottest ghost is um, <laughs> Kathy Moriarty as a ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kathy Moriarty as a as a ghost is maybe the hottest ghost that's ever existed. What about like Bill Paxton? Who was the guy ghost in that? Who was the guy oh, evil it's, ghost? It's Bill Pullman. It's Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Thank who you. it nineties Bill Pullman, quite hot. Bill no, Pullman as a ghost. I, snore town, snoozy snoozy. They make him into a cartoon character. Kathy Moriarty's like hot, like, like hubba, a hot hubba. ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she is a hubba hubba ghost. They like they amp up her sex appeal in ghost form and they it's make so Bill weird. Pullman. Because they make Bill Pullman seem dopey and lame as a ghost. Yeah, it's true. They do. Okay, but Devin yeah. Sawa. He's like when, hot. He's like hot Casper morning dad. when turns into Devin Sawa at the end, tell me you didn't have feelings. Of course. Of course I had feelings. I'm a millennial. And Lindsay, I'm a millennial. Can I kiss you? <laughs> when Devin Sawa Casper says, can I kiss you? Um, Wow. That changed sexuality forever. Okay, Lindsay, <laughs> he doesn't say that. He says, can I keep you, which is hotter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Come on. Remember me this way. I told you I was a good dancer. Can I keep you? Can I keep you? Oh, wow, that's like dirty. <laughs> Sorry, they're literally. Proteins. Okay, I'm sorry, but I was a preteen when I saw well, this. You're, so I'm you're to you're insur- I was gonna say you have to. You are you are speaking from your 13 year old self. Here. I only have one perspective on not this your movie. 30 v- 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 year old self. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, nah. <laughs> no. Okay. So Christina so Ricci she married a hairdresser named Mark Hampton. <laughs> after he, they got pregnant. After they got pregnant, they got pregnant two months ago, and then they. I I think this is really cute. Like, it is there's cute. really barely anything here, but the way that they announced it, literally under a drop ceiling. The three things, the four things visible. Not a this, drop ceiling. You photo. did not say under a drop ceiling, but you're right. It's peeking through. These literally flowers, the four things visible these here. These flowers reveal Christina, a, like that a drop shitty ceiling. like like office ceiling. You have Christina Ricci looking amazing. amazing. Mark whatever his name is Harper Hampton looking amazing. Flowers beautiful. Behind the flowers a drop ceiling. Speaking did of, they get speaking married of being a middle schooler, like, like at a, a DMV? Yeah, where did they get married? Vegas, who knows? But the photo That's is Maybe Mr. Vegas and Mrs. Right. They just got to look. They were already together. Christina like, looks amazing. Whatever. I got to say, Christina. It's cute. Like, she looks uh, amazing. Amazing. I would argue in the realm of the Chris, of the Kirsten Dunst conversation about who are them is Christina Ricci. Oh yeah, we're waiting for we're, we're waiting for her big like comeback role. Like Jane is like she's got a big her adult on, role. She's got her on a list, yeah, or whatever. The problem is Christina already like veered into she made her choice to she, veer into like TV stuff, I and know, so I think she it might be hard of, for her to bounce back. She kind of pushed herself you know? off the cliff with the uh, with the like Lizzie Borden stuff, yeah. It's a little quicksandy. Like once you get into the quicksand, you're just going to be rolling in the quicksand with mm-hmm, Lacey Chabert until the mm-hmm, end of your days. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, there's Lacey Chabert. Oh no, there's Tatiana Ali. Like we're stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, <so>, girl. <laughs> hey, girls. Hey, girlies. I like being here with you, but I'm kind of miserable. Um, hard to breathe. <laughs> so the funny thing here is Juliet Lewis commented twice, which I love. It's very millennial. You have congratulations. Clap, 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 clap. Prayer, 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 prayer. Heart, 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 heart. And then later, such a beautiful union. Like <laughs> something about this is like she's friends with both of them. She's met Mark. She I love really that. thinks this is thrilling. I love that. So um, much. Great. I would love to have 
Juliet Lewis as a friend. She seems like someone who's like really always on your side, very mm-hmm, supportive. Mm-hmm. Here's two weird things. People, no, E called Christina Ricci an A-lister. The A-lister tied the knot with celebrity hairdresser Mark Hampton. I think that that's wrong. She's not an A-lister as much as we love her. But then Mark Hampton, five things to know about Christina Ricci's new husband, who she's expecting a baby with from Hollywood Life, says one of the five things is he has worked with other A-listers. As in Christina's number one. And then it says, although it's not known how, the other A-listers here are Grimes and Carrie Mulligan. (laughs) All right, you guys are skewing upward, but that's fine. We have to have this is being graded on a scale, an unbelievably insane scale. Uh, we we really have to have a national conversation about like who was on what list. Yeah, because... I need to be like I need to be actually personally contacted to confirm or deny these a list. Like you can't just publish this, you know. Yeah, like Call someone's me. making a list, but they're not checking it twice, and we need someone to do some work here. Okay, Santa. Okay. Okay, Santa. Sorry. <laughs> Adam Devine and Chloe Bridges got married. Adam Devine is one of those guys. What is he, a workaholic? Mm-hmm. But like he's a workaholic who became a pitch perfect. Did you read that story that he that he talked about recently where he was like, I didn't know what I was auditioning for. I thought pitch perfect was something completely different. And then he went to go audition for it and it was a musical and they made him sing and they were like, You're pretty funny, and he got cast in Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, he married his a uh, girlfriend of a few years and longtime fiance, Chloe Bridges, who was another actor. She was, they were in Final Girls together. Final Girls together. Theaters. Pretty good. Was that good? Uh. Eh. 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 Okay, well, they got married. A little boring because of, you know, who's involved, the people in the equation. I'm a, I'm asleep. Uh, she got famous because she was in Camp Rock 2. She was Nick Jonas's love interest in Camp Rock 2, which is why when you Google Chloe Bridges, it's like, is she dating Nick Jonas? And it's like, no, they're yeah. not. Mm-hmm. They were just in Camp Rock together. Mm-hmm. But it seems as though most of their wedding was sponsored content. Okay, so not their wedding. See, the bachelor party. Their bachelor party. Because like, the wedding was like kind of like a boring announcement. Oh, they got married, blah, blah, blah. But then when I was searching for just for them and for her and seeing what was up with this these two, I f- came across this Us Weekly article that was like a detailed description of their bachelor party, of her bachelorette party. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is like – literally such sponsored content for the Virgin Hotels, which I think we even talked about. Remember when they renovated the Virgin Hotel in, uh, in Las mm-hmm. Vegas and like then and they everyone paid a came. ton of celebrities to come? Everyone came. Yeah. They put together such a freaking spawn package for her that this has like 800 words of like, <laughs> the girlies got a VIP table at the Marquee Nightclub and she wore a sash and they went to the VIP cabana at the Mykonos-inspired hotspot Elia Beach Club and they enjoyed Elia, uh, Elia's signature flamenco beach watermelon cocktail pitcher they ate buffalo <laughs> cauliflower and fruit platters too not like, buffalo cauliflower <laughs> there are so many photos too of like they made her a sign that says she's so divine and then like held it up for her oh she didn't take photos with it anyways oh ay, ay, ay. she's so divine that was definitely their hashtag and another Yuck. sponsored another kind of sponsored bachelorette party happened recently this weekend which was paris hilton went on a joint bachelor bachelorette party with her who future husband carter Reum. and i have to say i this call me controversial i don't like a joint bachelor bachelorette party i was about to say i think it's bullshit and it's like against the point it's like not the point yeah, the point is to be with like you and your you and your friends separately exactly. and have a thing. Exactly. It's, tra- it's it's traditional and it's stupid whatever. Honestly, no, but the point is like it's like a 
nice trip for you and your friends before mm-hmm. the other person becomes such a permanent part of your friend's life yeah. that they have to see them all the time. So like it's that like <laughs> final like me as a single person with my like close friends without my partner situation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and it's also because it comes right before the wedding. It's like I'm about to be spending time with everyone for weeks like, I'm going to spend time with, like, a smaller group of people before. And the people but then you who look are, into the honestly, details here. doing a lot of work for your event. And by work, I mean, like, like, you know, showing up, buying a dress, buying yeah. gifts, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm willing to complain about that if it were a normal person. But the I, like, I had that exact same gut reaction to the story, too. But then you read, like, a little bit of the copy and you find out that this isn't just a normal joint bachelor-bachelorette party that, like, Tom and Jane did that you know from, like, college. This is being filmed for her show. So yeah, it's not no, even it's a real totally, Bachelor Bachelor yeah, party. Yeah, it's totally it's a fake. Scam. Yeah, it's, it's for, fucking fake. Remember when everybody was like, Paris Hilton. <laughs> 13 part. This woman is pure promotion. 13 part docuseries, Paris in Love. Not only is that cursed, I'm sorry, but like way to jinx it all. Sorry, jinxing. Mm-hmm. That seems very jinxing. But this woman is turning her... It turns turns her whole life into content, whether that be mm-hmm. content that makes you feel for her, feel empathy for her in some way. But just you know, it's always going to be for content. But it's just like even even when she gives you content that makes you feel empathy for her, she immediately undoes all of that work by releasing contradictory content like three months later. So it's just like I... And I'm talking specifically about the YouTube. Yeah. Every time we're told we're get, we're seeing a new side of Paris or she's so different or she's putting on an act or da-da-da, I'm just like, I'm not – I'm just – no. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Absolutely one of the most annoying people in the world. <laughs> and not in the way where it's like everybody thought she was annoying because we were misogynist in the, in the aughts. It's like, no, she's still annoying but now in a new way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to say, like, Google a little bit deeper, and she has done some fucked up shit. Like, yeah. don't even tell me. <laughs> Go to page two of the Google results, and you will lose any bit of sympathy you have for person <laughs> right, right. pretty quickly. Right. The last bit of relationship news is my favorite piece of relationship news. It's related to the first bit of relationship news, and it is this headline. Yeah, why are people. we back to her? <laughs> Kristen Cavallari says she's single after dates with Chase Rice. Quote, I haven't wanted a boyfriend. And then (laughs) this subhead. The Uncommon James founder answered a series of questions from Instagram followers about her love life, revealing, quote, I've just been having fun. God damn. These two are just in the battle to the the death in terms of, like, who will get married first or, like, who will move on first. It's just Mm -hmm. brutal out there. I still, not to be banana bonanza, but, like, I still think they're going to get back together. Come on. You think so? Yeah. I think they're going to get back together. You were wrong about banana bonanza, though. Uh, Well, of course. I was extremely wrong. I've never been wronger than I was about (laughs) banana, but... Not only were you wrong, like, actually, it's really funny to think about how wrong you were in a whole different (laughs) way. Like, she didn't even get... That's like... You were like, oh, these two are going to make it. They're going to get back together. Yes, he got back together with somebody, but not her. Like, you you weren't, <laughs> you weren't even like... I was so wrong that he got back together with one of the most famous people on the planet, and she started dating the Tinder vice president. <laughs> Named, like, Bill. But do Bill. you think it's more like... Do you think... It's more like you're a psychic and you had a sense that she was going to get back together with somebody, but it was not her. You yeah, just misread yeah. the signs. It was uh, J-Lo. I misread the cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of misreads, 
Oh. Jesse Nelson <laughs> is back. <laughs> How about that? Is that good? Yeah. Jesse Nelson, I barely want to talk about this. So she released the worst song ever recorded on Friday, and it was accompanied by the worst video ever filmed. I like a bad, bad boy. You know, I like a bad, bad boy. I like a bad boy. You can stop me. I love bad boys for life. I like a bad, bad boy. You know, I like a bad, bad boy. I like a bad boy. I mean, just like a misguided it's a it's a it's a cover of bad boys for life diddy's in it so obviously he's part of it he probably helped produce it but it's not Mm -hmm. a good interpretation of it lyrics wise but also just like thematically wise like the the theme of bad boys for life was like like kind of fun and like it was like oh we're the nouveau rich bitches now like here we come in the neighborhood like to fuck things up and like have a great time right like that was yeah the original video is literally about race and so it's just really strange. Even though Diddy is involved and he's in the video, it's strange to see a white woman, Jesse Nelson, like, do this. And so she's being accused of blackfishing. Her essentially being like, I'm inspired by this song and I'm redoing it. But like not even understanding what the original was about and why the one that you're right. doing is so weird and why like. I, and misguided. I just, yeah, right. <laughs> So she's had this. This has been an issue with Jesse Nelson for a while. Well, having Nikki on its all and, and having Nikki on in a whole other conversation too, which is insane. Yeah, which is such a different and different, similarly uncomfortable conversation that it's like we can't even talk about this now. I can't even get into the Nicki Minaj of it all because it just makes everything even more complicated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. beyond that conversation with how bad the video is and how offensive the video is to a lot of people, honestly, including me, she has been in an Instagram sort of like battle with the other members of Little Mix or the current members of Little Mix. And there are all these tweets that were um, went viral over the weekend about how she has been blocked or unfollowed by everyone else who is in Little Mix, right? Which just like is a is adds the narrative of like these women do not get along with Jesse Nelson, right? But then it gets more complicated where it's like, well, maybe Jesse Nelson is the one who blocked all of them. They didn't unfollow her. She blocked all of them. Oh, and it's God. just becoming this like who's whose camp is telling the truth? Like we're not getting anything straight from either either sources now, but we do know The most important fact is that Perry Edwards' dog, Hatchie, unfollowed jesse mm-hmm. or was blocked by jesse what's pettier <laughs> the dog's instagram account unfollowing her or jesse herself blocking a dog on instagram jesse blocking a dog is, <laughs> is pettier for sure it's pettier is 100 percent pettier yeah i had forgotten that this we talked about this in the show leanne leanne pinnock who is still in little mix is literally in the process of making and releasing a documentary called Race, Pop, and Power about racism in pop, the pop industry, specifically the British pop industry. And then here comes Jesse Nelson making this video that everyone's like, this is fucked up. Like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Just, she keeps putting her foot in it over and over and over and over again. I also just again. find and- her very interesting because she was, you know, I left Little Mix because of the attention from, you know, it was negative. I was getting all these, all this bullying from people online or mm-hmm. whatever. Then it's like, then why did you start like a solo career? Like, how does that yeah. help that problem? I just, I feel very yeah, weird it's... about her and I feel very like weird about her solo situation out of the gate with a well, single with Nicki Minaj. That's that's a that's a misinterpreted interpreted like almost cover song. Like it's just weird. It's so obvious. It's so obviously. It's also the like kind of the almost the pinnacle of this black fishing conversation too, where it's like 
it's all reached ahead in a very mm-hmm. in a very clear way where even if you were like oh, I don't know about blackfishing. What even is that? Ariana Grande, too tan. What does that even mean? It's like this, you can't deny there's something mm-hmm. weird with, right? Like that there's yeah. something off here. Well, and, and something that honestly makes me feel a little sympathy for her is that, uh, so she doesn't seem that bright is where I'm getting at. And I don't know, I don't know an eloquent way of saying that. Anyway, so <laughs> I just, what's shocking You've to me is that You've said about Demi Lovato she, quite a few times, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but but she has, but so so she makes this video, right? She's been she's been very open about how she's been bullied in the past and it's affected her mental health and that was actually one of the reasons she left the band because she can't deal with fans being mean to her, okay? So that is something I don't know much about Little Mix and I don't know much about Jesse Nelson, but I know that. So she gets a brand new team together to help her launch her solo career and they do this. Everyone instantly says, this is black fishing, this is offensive, we need to talk about race, we need to talk about racism. And Jesse releases this statement After all of this, I take all those comments made seriously. I would never intentionally do anything to make myself look racially ambiguous. So that's why I was initially shocked to learn that term was directed at me. How did she get this far in this single release process without anyone raising a red flag? Mm. That that is that is the thing that's craziest to me. No one in no one on her side is saying, like, Jesse, this is a problem. Jesse, this is gonna be received badly. And I just, I don't know. I, I yeah. sort of think that because Diddy was involved, she probably thought, well, then it's fine. Like, if, if we got the, if we, if we paid for the rights to this song, we were sampling it, and Diddy had, we have Diddy's blessing, then everything's fine. That's, uh, that must be what happened. But it's like, obviously, everything's not fine. Yeah, but, like, she could have, like, done a, a, a version of this song without the kind of, like, all the visuals that are so, like, right. kind of uncomfortable, you know? She could have just released a bad song. Instead, she released a a terrible video <laughs> and a she released song. a video that will right. haunt her that right. will haunt her for a long time it's it, it actually it, it i'm glad and it's good that the song is as bad as everything else because nobody will be distracted by you can't defend it yeah anyway perry perry edwards dog aka hachi has unfollowed jesse nelson on instagram that's the, that's <laughs> thank god hachi doesn't follow jesse on instagram mm-hmm. hachi mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be witness to this bullshit I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Kumail Nanjiani because suddenly this GQ profile bummed me out and um, whatever. But I think there's like something vaguely who themy about this because it's mm-hmm. we're watching someone. This profile, I mean, do, do, do you remember the part in the profile where she where they're like talking at a cafe, mm-hmm. uh, him and the writer Clay Skipper at mm-hmm. NGQ, mm-hmm. and this random director who is not named who comes up to Kumail and is like, oh, hey, Kumail, like, nice to see you. I heard you got huge for Marvel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Ugh, and he's so annoyed that people only want to talk about his body. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting story for our purposes because it's about a who who is begrudgingly turning into a them, who is like, I was not prepared for how the conversation shifts whenever you were on your way to them. And uh, that's sort right. of fascinating. Because I think that you like, know, but you also don't know. I think you yeah. know, but you have no idea. And then I think mm-hmm. also what was interesting was that they quoted Zoe, uh, the director, Zoe Zhao, the director of The Eternals, for which he got bulk for, bulked for. And she says, I did not ask for him to do this. I actually mm-hmm. thought he got too a little bit too bulked for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they made sure to say that it wasn't asked for, but the thing is that it it was asked. It was asked it's for. It's implicit. It's it Marvel. Was, he of looked course. around. If, he surveyed the room. He he did exactly. A, he did a survey of who's out there and what they're doing. And he said, if I'm playing a superhero, 
I'm going to have to like, you know, do this or whatever. And it is uncomfortable because it's talking about bodies, but it is also kind of this weird expectation. And I think it's just like, it's more like when I saw the headline, I was like, grown, I'm sick of this, but it's really revealing. And it really gets into like the psyche of someone who gets put on this platform and Mm. i don't know i think it's it completely changed the entire story like it went from me being really irritated by kumail nanjiani and his marvel journey to feeling a lot of like compassion for him during this because this sucks and the fact that zoe didn't ask him to do it really bummed me out (laughs) like good on her for not doing it he wanted to change uh, the conversation but he changed it to something that's like equally if not worse like more mm-hmm. more hard to more hard to like talk about you know mm-hmm. and more yeah. grown and more kind of like grown inducing from certain types of people like maybe yeah. us you know in ways yeah anyway it's good it's good <laughs> and i was not expecting it to be good i cannot believe this princess love and ray j relationship <laughs> is still like going on like there's still information from this that i have to know in my brain i cannot believe it well, this is just, like, the indignity of this. Like, to get into the details, this headline is Princess Love says she's, quote, never been better after Ray J filed for divorce for a third time, dot, 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 as she says he's, quote, alive and well amid hospitalization. He got so COVID much... and had to go to the no, hospital. No, he didn't get COVID. He didn't get COVID. That's the whole thing. Oh, he, he got, only like, got pneumonia. pneumonia. And then he was, like, in the COVID ward, though. He got, like, a billion COVID tests. They were like, we think you have COVID. And they put him in the COVID wing. And, he, and then the test kept saying negative. But he stayed in the COVID wing for a long time because they were like, you're you How is he? Like I'm sorry, but how is he filing for divorce for the third time from the COVID wing? Like, I, I don't know. How does this That's man, like, unclear. how does this man manage to, like, do this? <laughs> it's completely unclear. And so this is the third time that they have filed for divorce and ultimately sort of like scrapped the divorce paperwork because they reconciled. The first time was in May, uh, uh, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, May 2020. She files for divorce. Then they get back together. September 2020, he files for divorce. Then they get back together. And now, October 2021, does he fi- files for divorce. Does filing for divorce while cost money? Because I feel like it should cost more money I think for they're these filing. Guys. I think there are filing fees. I, I feel like they were having conversations with their lawyers that were like, can we use the same papers? <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm use like, the same papers. Like, it should cost more than like 5000 bucks to have to do this because I think that these people need to be like, they need to, you file once or twice even. Why are we filing mm-hmm. for a third time? In the state of New York, the current minimum cost of filing for divorce is $335. But I but that's before more more paperwork can be filed. So you might have to pay for notary fees, photocopies, and lawyers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, these people are rich. Like, mm-hmm. Ray J, we know that Ray J is rich. So mm-hmm. it's fine. But the thing that cracks me up about this is the reason we know all of this is because Princess Love was accosted by TMZ at LAX. TMZ is like, what's going on with your personal life? Princess, how are you doing? Oh, my God, yeah. Sir, how, how, how are you holding up? Uh, never been better. Never been better? Yeah. How's... Princess, how's Ray doing? He's great. He's great? Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna pull through? He's alive and well, and he's... Sorry, he's very near. <laughs> All right. Any chance of a rekindling? Um, I'm just focused on cooking right now. Taking care of my kids. Ow. He's very near. Which made me think that she was going to take near an Uber to, to his death? house. death? Oh, wait. What? Like, he's very near. She goes, he's alive and well. Like, near and dear? And he's very near. I think she literally meant proximity. <laughs> like, I think it meant 
we're still co-parenting. I, I don't think this is the last we're going to hear from them. This, the, these no, two, they're going to get back together. These two, <laughs> no, don't together. say they're going. This is not banana. Hey, <laughs> I didn't have a precedent with banana. We have a precedent here. They've gotten back together twice already. Oh, God. Yeah. Before we get to Rita, this is short. I just can't. I can't believe this. So we've been talking about like, where is Selling Sunset season four and five? Where are these shows? This has been filmed forever. Like they've been spending years filming this. We have two new women announced. And I feel like this means that the drop is imminent because we have one new woman. They're both getting the People Exclusive treatment. People Exclusive Selling Sunset newcomer Emma Hernan cast says cast has, quote, warned her about bullies, quote, super protective. So they're revealing this woman, which Emma bully? Hernan. I, uh, yeah, where, where, I think they just mean bullies? Christine. I think they just mean Christine. Uh, I think they mean right? like the audience, but sure. <laughs> okay. I think they mean you, but I don't really understand that either. So I was like, who is this woman? Like, we all know that Selling Sunset is bullshit. Like, anyone can get their real estate license and join the Oppenheim group if they are a certain type of person. But I was like, give me some details about Emma Hernan. And it says... They found two the women who could that- not <laughs> be further from real estate. That's what I love about this. <laughs> That's what makes it so like funny. Like, Bobby watching a million episodes of House Sw- House Hunters or whatever, he's closer to real estate agent than these women are. <laughs> This is how this is how far this woman is from real estate. Despite the hate that bullies may choose to spew, the entrepreneur (parentheses) she founded Emily and Co, a plant-based frozen food company, says she's more excited than she is nervous for the new season. I'm excited to open up my life and share t- with everyone who I am as a person. She owns a company that sells frozen plant-based food. That is her job. <laughs> that is her job. Yeah, but she also helps run a company that serves f- frozen seafood. That her dad started. Called Yankee Trader. Yankee Trader. Now, Emma Lee Hernan is joining us for the very first time here at QVC. She is a chef and she's a founder of Emma Lee and Company. It's so good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're so proud. And you know what? I love that it's Women's History Month and we're welcoming you to our family here at QVC because you have created something so incredibly special. But first, I want to say, tell us the Emily story. So I grew up in the food industry. My grandfather started a company, Yankee Trader Seafood. So I grew up around seafood. And so basically what I wanted to do was come up with my own recipes. I've always had a passion for cooking and I wanted to kind of come up with my your everyday favorites, but with a nice little twist. So items like the keto cauliflower cake. I'm sorry. The reveal that not only does this woman have her own company that serves like frozen vegan food, but that she's kind of an entrepreneur. She's like, she in- kind of is the VP for her, her father's company that is Yankee Trader out of like <laughs> Massachusetts is, and somehow she's allowed to join Selling Sunset as a real estate agent. I think you're busy. I don't think you have the time to do this. How about, I think you're unqualified. <laughs> we have New England's choice for sensational home cooked seafoods. Is this what you ate every night growing up, Lindsay? Yankee every Trader seafood? single <laughs> night we ate Yankee Trader warmed up fish sticks. Ooh, ooh, look, they're Maryland style. What could that mean? <laughs> I love this. They ask her what her favorite movie is, and you cannot make this up. I would say Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) 
Harbor, not Pearl I'm Harbor. Crying. Not Pearl Harbor. I think it's a wonderful movie based on history. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh. I would say Pearl Harbor. It's not only because I think oh you weren't making that up. <laughs> not only because I think it's a wonderful movie based on history. Uh, oh, but another reason okay. is my grandfather fought in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people's <laughs> grandfathers fought in World War II, and their favorite movie isn't Pearl Harbor. Okay. Awful. Okay, so the other person oh I love. So God. if you thought. I'm crying. She found out She found out that Addison Rae's favorite movie is Interstellar and said, hold my vegan crab cake. <laughs> <laughs> I got something to say. I got something to say. The other woman okay. is so not interesting compared to this Pearl Harbor loving But she's, girl. it's a little funny. Okay. I Just because the way you have to write about these people whenever they're clearly not realtors, they're clearly not even they're just actors, interested in right? real estate. They're just literally women. It's like, there's a, oh, there's a new woman, Vanessa Villea. And it's like, okay, what about her? I Google Vanessa Villea. Mexican actress is the first thing that comes up. And then you read about her in harpersbizarrarabia.com and it says, Amanda Smith who joined the cast in season two, cheekily revealed within a recent Instagram caption that Mexican-American novella actress turned realtor Vanessa Vieja will be part of the upcoming series. Novella actress turned realtor? I am excited not only because I was able to manifest this dream of blending my background in acting with my latest passion in real estate. The only reason it's your latest passion was because... Someone was like, knock, knock. Hey, do you want to be on Selling Sunset? Also, being on Selling Sunset is acting, though, still. (laughs) You're just just playing the part of a real estate agent. It says, she worked as an actress before getting into real estate. And then it says, uh, it's unclear when she decided to retire from acting in order to work in real estate. It's like, babe, there's like two answers to this question. One of them is, she never stopped acting. And number two is... She made that decision whenever they said, hey, do you want to act in Selling Sunset Seasons 4 and 5? <laughs> I bet she's going to be amazing. A soap star? Please. That's exactly what the show needs. Yeah. I mean, they already got one because of Chriselle. Oh, my God. They're right. pulling from soap operas. Right. No, it's, it's, okay. it's not That's new. A good it's journey. not new. Chriselle already started. Christine commented on this reveal. We love having you. <laughs> God, the show. I can't wait. Every time I talk about Selling Sunset, I get more and more excited. You're so I can't hyped. wait for Vanessa. I love when you I love when you combine your passion for acting and watching Selling Sunset. Oh. <laughs> uh. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita Ora gives an an insight (laughs) into her beauty regimen as she poses up a storm in a face mask before sizzling in a happy hour t-shirt. Imagine reading that without any, like, further anything. You you get zero from that. (laughs) What's a happy hour t-shirt? I guess you scroll down and it says, she's wearing a t-shirt that says, this is my happy hour (laughs) t-shirt. Okay. Okay. I think it's a brand. Okay. Rita Ora lounges on a bed in a black silk robe and fishnet tights before slipping into a cream wrap dress as she Ugh. graces the cover of Nylon France. There is nothing more Rita Ora than being on the cover of Nylon France 
by just laying in her bed with a towel on her head. Is this because she just played the Eiffel Tower? I think so. She's surrounded by little Eiffel Tower figurines, like from little tourist shops. Oh my God, you're right. Rita Ora doesn't even have to get out of bed to be on the cover of Nylon France. There's something really sort of poetic about that. Before I even, uh, when I woke up today, I was I opened Instagram and my the first post, Rita Ora wishing me a good weekend. It's literally Monday, (laughs) but that's fine. But I just, I'm obviously late to the post, but I forgot that Rita Ora does the thing where she does the celebrity thing where celebrities wish you a happy weekend sometimes. Mm -hmm. Have a good Mm -hmm. weekend. It's like, what? But she said she, it's, she hoped you had a happy weekend. Oh, so it was actually on time. It was actually, she, she posted it Monday morning and she said, smileys on her all around. (laughs) I hope you all had an amazing weekend. I'm sorry, I can't with that. That's wild. The subtext here is, because I did. I know I did. And then it's photos from her weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. So you got to come see us live. (laughs) You got to come see us live. We can't wait to see you. And it's going to be great. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for writing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for being amazing. And uh, thank you for listening this far. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. Hey. 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 Hey.